Good morning. Praise God. This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. No matter what has gone on this week, right? We've had a challenging week. Just the last thing that happened yesterday is a transmission went out on our PT cruisers. But you know what? God's got it all covered. And um, awesome to be here with you today. We've been back from Haiti two and a half weeks. We visited here two Sundays ago, and last Sunday we had the blessing of being able to be with some of our dear friends. They are on our board. They're our longest-term supporters, and uh, it was great just to be with them and spend the day with them at their church. And we actually did get to speak a little bit after their service. We got to uh, talk about our ministry in Haiti. It was a day of great blessing for us. Speaking of blessings, you have been... An awesome blessing to Cindy and I. Today I just want to share with you a little bit the extent of how you have blessed us. Before I get into that, I just, I have to mention what Pastor Valerie said right at the end there, and Steve touched it on a little bit. That is really the heart core of our message in Haiti. It's the love of the Father. It's the love of Abba. And it's just so key that we understand it not just in our heads, but it's in our heart. That it's a realization, and that realization of itself will change everything in our lives. The mind won't do it, but the heart will. And the heart of the Father will change everyone's lives. If her two-minute snippet could have been recorded, and you could just play that over and over and over again, it was just so perfect. In such a short time, she just wrapped it all up, and that was awesome. The Holy Spirit wrapped it all up. Amen. Steve talked about giving a little bit, and that's what I want to share on this morning as well. And Because you've blessed us so much, I want to, again, I just want to bless you. And I'm calling this short message... The blessings of a giver. The blessings of giving. And much of what the scriptures I will use today, as Steve mentioned, are used many times to encourage people to give. But I want to use them just to encourage you in general. Just to bless you. Just to lift you up. So why do we give? We could all probably come up with many different reasons But I think we can summarize all of them into these two scriptures. Jesus says, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. That, of course, is Matthew 28. In Mark, Jesus says it a little bit different. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Amen. Isn't that why we give? It's not just about Haiti. It's not just about missions around the world. But we give to our local church so we can bring in others who are desperate, who are bankrupt without the Word of God. 
Our local church is a hospital for the world. We give to support the church so that we can make disciples. That's why giving is so essential. Because without giving, without the church taking part in that giving, there is nothing. There is no outreach. Whether it's here in Kenosha or whether it's in Port-au-Prince, Haiti, giving is key for all of us. Jesus said in John chapter 20, verse 21, after he was resurrected from the dead, one of the first things he said to his disciples, his apostles, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. Whether it's across the street, whether it's next door, whether it's across the ocean, we are all sent. So Jesus empowers us. He commands us to go. He sends us. But how does that happen? In Romans chapter 10, verses 11 through 17, For the Scripture says, Whoever believes on Him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon Him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? So Jesus gives us a command to go, but there's also a charge given to the church. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things, the Word of God, the heart of the Father. And of course that passage ends up by saying, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So I want to continue by encouraging you in what a blessing you have been through Scripture alone. So often we read Scripture and we look at it and we say, wow, when that comes to pass one day, how powerful is that going to be? How good is that going to be? Woo, man, I know it's happening. I know it's going to come. Well, you know, when Jesus began his ministry, at one point he said, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And I'm here to tell you that the scriptures I'm about to read to you, I believe they are fulfilled this day in our hearing. They're fulfilled in each and every one of your lives if you will accept and receive it. The blessings of being a giver. You are a giver. It is not who you want to be or who you are going to become. It is who you are. These blessings are for you today, now. How does giving bless us? Well, we are blessed to be a blessing. Amen? That is the core of who we are as followers of Jesus Christ. But giving also proves your love for our Father. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 6 and 7. So we urge Titus that as he had begun, so he would also complete this grace in you as well. But as you abound in everything, 
in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all diligence, and in your love for us, see that you abound in this grace also. Verse 8, I speak not by commandment, but I am testing the sincerity of your love by the diligence of others. So Paul said that as we give, we're showing our love. We're showing our love for others. We're showing our love for God. And giving is a grace. Amen? Isn't that powerful to know that when you're giving, you are not only proving your love, you are not only showing your love, but you're proving that God's grace is alive and working in you. This isn't theory anymore. This isn't, I hope one day I get to see this happening. When you're giving, that's God's grace. Paul says, and see that you abound in this grace. He asked Titus to complete this grace. We have a part in it, but it's God's grace in us. The scripture I was looking for is when Jesus is talking and says, whoever gives one of these a cup of cold water in my name shall by no means lose his reward. And in Luke chapter 6, verse 35, Jesus says, But love your enemies, do good, and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. Because you've given, you will not lose your reward. Your reward will not only not be lost, but it will be great. You are called the sons of your Father, of the sons of the Most High, because you're givers. Again, this is who you are. Receive these words into your life as a fact, not something that's out in the future. In Matthew 6, verses 19 to 21, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Because your givers, your treasure is in heaven. It's there. It's waiting for you. You can add to it, but it's there and it will never be destroyed. It will never wear out. It will never fade away because you are givers. Praise God. Luke chapter 12. I'm giving you all these scriptures and I'm just believing that you will take these scriptures into yourself as being reality in your lives already. Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Luke 12, verse 32. Do not fear, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Amen? What a powerful Scripture. Sell what you have and give alms. Provide yourselves money bags which do not grow old. A treasure in heaven that does not fail, where no thief approaches nor moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Your heart's in heaven because you're givers. And it's your Father's good pleasure 
to continually give you the kingdom, His kingdom. Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Give and it will be given to you. That's not a command. That's a promise. You can't outrun God's promises. The only thing you can do is refuse to receive it. The words of Jesus, give and it will be given. Overflowing, pressed down. Amen? Praise God. And this is is a promise that you can claim because you're givers. You're just walking in the rules, in the laws of the kingdom of God. One more. But I just received this one yesterday and I, I didn't even realize it when I first read it. And then I'm going, wow, wow. Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, Paul writes, Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Listen to that again. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. You, Triumphant Grace Ministries, you have borne our burden in Haiti. You have helped us to bear what we went there for. You see that? And because you've done that, you've fulfilled the law of Christ. Of course, that doesn't mean we've arrived and we're done, but we're, we've left, we're on the way. We have fulfilled it, and we are going to continue to fulfill it. Amen? These are all the blessings that are yours now. 